0: You're listening to the Bookmore Clients Photography Podcast. This podcast was created for the photographer looking to build a five or six figure photography business that allows them to live a well-balanced life. This podcast will provide you with marketing strategies, inspiring stories and interviews, and tips and tricks to scale your business. Hi, I'm Brooke Jefferson. I'm a family photographer, business coach, wife, and mama from Oklahoma. After riding the struggle bus while scaling my photography business for four years and also working a full-time job, I finally uncovered the strategies to reach massive profitability and success while living a life I'm absolutely obsessed with. Now I teach photographers how to do the very same thing in a fraction of the time it took me. I'm going to transform your photography business so that you can scale and create a consistent client base automate your systems, and transition into becoming a full-time photographer who makes five figures and beyond. I want to help you navigate this overwhelming space so that you know what to charge, how to streamline your business, and how to market your business effectively. It's time to scale and create your most profitable, exciting, and fulfilling photography business of your dreams. Let's dive into today's show. thank you so much, Danielle, for being on another live coaching episode. I'm really excited to answer your question. Will you just give us a brief introduction of who Danielle is?
1: Yes, I'm Danielle, wife, mom of five, photographer, started my business December 2020. Still feel like a beginner, (laughs) still learning every shoot. And uh, my question, oh, wait, you asked me. You're
0: good. You're good. No, you can, you can ask it to me. My question for
1: you is how do I find my editing style when not every preset or edit works for the location, for the family, for the style of shoot? How do I find my style and it, and it all be cohesive?
0: Yes. Okay. So I love this question so much because a lot of people think that if I just find someone on Instagram that sells presets. I really like their work. I'll just buy them. I'll go to my shoot. Then when I pop those pictures into Lightroom and I start slapping the presets on them, they're going to be beautiful like theirs. And then we realize, oh no, did I make a mistake? Like this isn't working for my style. And there's so much more that goes into just presets alone. And really the cool thing and the reason I love this question so much is there's not like just a one part answer. There's several parts that make this. And so I think this will be really helpful for you to kind of like break down and figure out. So we're going to start from the top and I'll work my way all the way back to that preset that we were talking about. So the first thing is really identifying what look am I going for? Like overall, like it doesn't have to be the same exact thing from session to session, but like if you are going to look at all of your best work, work that made you proud or work that you're really inspired by and drawn to maybe from another photographer, think about like, what are those words? And so for me, mine has always been bold, true to color. I want color to always be something that represents my work. Mine are going to be more golden, more warm, right? Right. Whereas other people might be like light, bright and airy. It's more muted colors. And then some people are like dark and moody and they really like that. And there can still be some color there, but like they love contrast. They love the blacks and the shadows and things like that. So first, let me ask you, what would you say is your like goal editing style? What do you want that to look like?
1: So I love the combination of the golden and bold. And I love moody. Like those I'm really drawn to.
0: Okay. So. Yeah, no, I love that. Okay. So first thing that I got, cause I want to make sure that this coaching is so tailored toward what you're going for, because this would be different if someone else was in here and saying like, I want to go all dark and moody. Okay. Well, right. I would probably give them some different things. So for you, the first word I got was golden. So in order to achieve the golden Like sessions first, you're going to want to shoot on sunny days if you can help it. Right. You are also going to want to shoot before sunset. That's super, super important because if your sun is so high up in the sky, there's not really any color to it. Right. Like it's just blowing everything out. And so you have to be very diligent to shoot those sessions at sunset, which is anywhere from like one to two and a half hours prior. Typically your golden spots about 90 minutes before sunset, just based on where you live, that kind of thing. So that's the first thing because you said golden. Well, now we know I can like pretty much, I only need to be doing sunset shoots. Awesome. Then the next thing is because you are wanting yours to be somewhat moody, right? Like you still want to do that. What that tells me on an editing technical side is that you are looking for that contrast. So you're going to be playing with your DHs and your contrast sliders and Lightroom. Yeah. Yes. And then you're <laughs> also going to work with your shadows and your blacks. You're probably going to want to decrease like your highlights and your whites and things like that. And of course, now it sounds like I'm giving you a editing tutorial, but, but when I'm I waiting hear, for that. Yes, I know. I don't know. So I hear you and you say like, this is what I'm going for. And I'm like, immediately, I already know what those elements of that image is. Okay. So you can see how like on the front end, we have to know what we're going for. So the time matters, your locations matter. So like, this is another big thing. You don't want to choose a place that is going to be like super open with no contrast. Right. So probably an open field may not be your best option if you truly are trying to get more of that contrast or more of that like shadows or shade. But you also probably don't want to choose a super dark spot where there's no light coming in. So I always think of like a tree row or If you get like stuck in a, um, I can see locations here, but they wouldn't speak to you. So I'm like trying to find a way to describe it. But we have like this dirt road where all of these trees cover it and it's Uh super dark probably not the best spot if you're trying to hit golden, right? Like, yeah, you'd hit your moody, but you wouldn't hit your golden light. So you need to be looking for locations that have a little bit of both. They've got to have texture. They've got to have both shade and sun. And it sounds like that's hard. I promise you, it's probably not as hard, but you also don't need to probably go shoot your sessions on a rooftop somewhere. Like, (laughs) right. Like that's where that doesn't really sound like what you're going for. And so location time, and then also knowing like in my post editing what am i going to be messing with like what am i really trying to achieve so then here's the kicker so the next piece to this where i feel like a lot of people get off is your people's wardrobe matters it I mean, does it does, like it does like there's no way like we can't get around that you are not going to get moody with white shirts and blue jeans and color and gold and like it's right. not going to happen so People's wardrobe does matter and there are very creative ways that we can take that creative control and we can obviously infuse that into our clients. Now, please keep in mind, you're probably still going to have a family or whoever your client is really love you, really love your work, and they still want you to take their pictures and they may not follow any of your styling advice. And so on that side of the coin here, we still have to show up and serve them to the best of our ability, even if it doesn't match all these things we're talking about. So I just wanna throw that on the side. This is not to like trash any client that maybe can't afford wardrobe or like they're using all their savings toward their session with you. So I just, I always have to throw that in there because we're human first, we have to serve first. But on the other side of the coin for the people that are willing and that are like, yes, like give me all of your tips. I want you to be very intentional with your colors, okay? You will quickly find, and some of this is trial and error, and I really hate saying that, but it really is. There are certain colors you will find that you love to photograph, and then you will find certain colors that people are wearing, and you're like, I never want to have to edit this again. I'll give you an example. I had a session in August, and the girl wore like a orange neon shirt shirt. And I was like, I can't, I, I can't do this. Like it, it, the skin tones are wrong. Like I just, at that point, I just needed to change the color of the shirt, but I obviously could not for her because that's, that's the shirt she wanted to wear. So anyway, all that being said, you will figure out like there are certain colors that don't work for you, but because you said golden, I would look up color palettes like fall color palettes, they work year round. Right. And then there's certain, like I would take the tones. So maybe it's like darker blues work best for fall. And then maybe in the spring or the summer, you can lighten up those tones of like the blues or the greens. You know what I'm saying? Like you can change the tones, but you're pretty much going to have like the same colors over and over. So all of those things, that's a lot, right? That's a lot we're having to be in control over And all of that happens before you ever even get to the editing, Editing. right? (laughs) And then you get to the editing. And if you've done all of those steps, it's going to get so much easier to start tweaking these. But presets are not, they're not meant to be a one click all. And I hate that they're advertised that way. Like even the people that say, here's my presets, here's one click, here's what it looks like. And it's like this perfect image. Let's be real. Okay they created those presets for their own images in those like lighting situations and those environments for what they're wearing. And so when you get them, you have to tweak them. And so one thing that's really cool for you is because you're in the blueprint. These are things like I can tweak for you. Like we can, you know, you can submit raws. I can show you like, here's how I would get it just a little bit better than, than where you had it. And so we can for sure do the editing visual portion over in the blueprint. But did any of that help kind of like put it all together, like things to pay attention to, to get that editing style you're going for?
1: Yes. And also when you're shooting, I'm assuming you have to expose in a certain
0: way, maybe would that help? Yes. With the look? Yes. So that's another in thing. Camera. So my camera settings, are pretty much almost always the same. Like that, we I always start at the same thing and then I tweak it from there. So if you're doing a sunset session, so here's camera settings for everybody, you're welcome. What I do, and I shoot with a Canon mirrorless R. And so what I do is my ISO is always at 200 to start with. And then sometimes we go below that, usually not because we're turning everything up. So it's usually ISO 200. And then my aperture is between 2.2 and 2.8. I never, ever, 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 ever go beyond 2.8 just because of what I'm trying to achieve. And then with my shutter speed, it is usually one over 500. And then it also goes all the way up to about one over 1500, 1600, somewhere like that. It's typically like, 800 to a thousand. By the time you've got moving kids, you've got the wind blowing all of those things. And so that's where I would start. And then you just tweak it as you go. I also shoot in Kelvin. So I shoot about 6,800 to 7,000 on Kelvin all the time. And then I can always take that warmth out. I can add more if I need it to post-processing, but that is typically my base to start with. And it makes editing so much easier. So yes.
1: (laughs) So for your aperture, I always get stumbled up with my larger group family groups. I want to, because I all the research says to go above the amount you have. But you're saying you stay at two, 2.8, regardless of the number of people.
0: Yeah. So if I ever have an extended family session, that's typically my one exception. But I don't think I've ever taken it more than 4.0. Like, I don't think I've ever gone above that. Yeah. Mind blown. (laughs) Yeah. and, And it works and it still works. Like everyone is still in there. And here's the thing. I don't think there's one right way to do anything. And so someone could be listening to this and like, oh my God, Brooke's wrong. Brooke is so wrong. (laughs) I would never do that you know what, it works for me and it worked for them to get it printed. So that's really all that matters at the end of the day. And so, yes, you can Google things and it will tell you, you know, like you just, again, it's there's certain things where you just have to trial and error it to what you're looking for. And for me, that's typically what works. It's not too often anymore that I do extended families. And so that's why I'm saying I never go above 2.8 with my families, but yeah, that's just broke settings. So hopefully that helps you a little bit.
1: (laughs) Yes, I appreciate that.
0: Awesome. Okay. So I know you haven't been in the blueprint for very long, but I love to ask all of you guys that come into the blueprint and do these fun coaching calls. What are some of your takeaways? Why did you join the blueprint? And what is like one positive thing so far you've experienced being involved in it?
1: Well, I joined because my sister told me about the program and she's really, her business has skyrocketed recently and she's being published in magazines and this and that it's really seemed to benefit her. So I decided to try it out and see if it could benefit me. I'm newly beginning and I really want to grow my business. So I would say I really needed help with the taxes aspect because I just filed and got my LLC. So I didn't know where to start with that. And I was like, here's answers. I have that. So, I mean, literally each course I've taken away something, but, um, from the client rewards, from how to use marketing. I mean, I've literally implemented every little something new from everything. So, I mean, I really can't stop naming. (laughs)
0: Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much. Well, I'm so excited to have you and I'm glad that you were able to find the answers that you needed. And of course, find ways to implement What you're learning. So, hi, she has her little guy sitting in her lap. Don't ever think you can't be a photographer and a mom. You can do both. I was a mom first before I had a photography business. So, anyway, again, thank you so much, Danielle, for coming on here and asking such a good coaching question.
1: Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having
0: me. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. If you're loving the content, can you take just two minutes and do me the biggest favor? Share your love for the show by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share the show to your social media. I'm on a mission to transform our photography industry and the best way to reach others is to share the show. I'll catch you on the next episode.